Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is powerful. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your Legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Get the fuck out of here, me. What's up, Jerry? Whoa. <laughs> uh, not much. I don't know what I did to earn the superlative, but uh, I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> hey, it's it's well earned. It's well earned. How you doing, man? How are things? Ah, uh, things are good. Things are good. It's it's finally springtime around here. <sighs> so nice. So nice. I had uh, excited. Yeah, I had two massive boxes delivered uh, to my house today. That's uh, basically a, sw- a huge playground for my kids. That I'm going to try to build tomorrow, so that should be fun. That'll take up my my entire day, I'm sure. So I'm uh, excited for that. I'm coming over to play on the playground. <laughs> you have to help me build it first, and then you can play. <laughs> all right, fine. I guess I'll do that. <laughs> um, just as a reminder to all of our awesome listeners, uh, we are doing – we're continuing the bulk for Charity Drive uh, for our friend uh, Rich. Um, it's going to benefit the Children's Organ Transplant Association for his son, Wesley. Um, I'm going to put a bunch of information in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. You can donate directly to the campaign as well. Um, but basically what we're doing is locals and people who are, you know, who we might see at a tournament in the next few weeks, bring us your bulk. Uh, we'll take your bulk and we have a great deal going on with one of our local vendors. We can uh, basically sell the bulk. Um, we'll take all the proceeds from that and we're going to donate it directly to uh, to the uh, Children's Organ Transplant Association for Wesley. Also, uh, Jerry, you have a cool little raffle going on on the Facebook page. So if people haven't seen that, please check it out. Jerry, what are yeah. you raffling off right now? Uh, right now I got one of my OG show and tells yeah. from back in the day. I've had this thing for forever, but time time for it to go to a new good home. So raffling it off, uh, tickets are a dollar each, so you just uh, PayPal me, uh, and that's the number of spots you get. And then we're gonna just going to do the raffle of show and tell. It, uh, it's probably going to run it until – uh sunday so two days after this ca- this cast comes out because it's been up for about a week now and then after that i'm gonna put something up for uh raffle and uh we're just gonna keep going as long awesome. as we got interest in it and uh just all the proceeds go on the charity very cool very cool yeah it's one of i mean everyone is aware of the show and tell art but that's one of like the more silly arts that i actually really appreciate i like that art quite a bit Oh, the like kid with the crazy hair and the big nose, yeah. and he has like a box with a uh, <laughs> like, like a tentacle coming, coming yeah, out of it. It's, it's yeah, a baby Emrakul. It's Emrakul. It's a baby, baby exactly. <laughs> it's a baby Emrakul. <laughs> um, awesome. All right, so yeah, so uh, please check that out on the Facebook page. Uh, if you can support directly, that's that's great. Uh, if you if you have a bunch of commons lying around, you want to put them in an envelope and slap a forever stamp on there and mail them to it. You know, it doesn't matter if it's fifteen cards or fifteen hundred. We can make use of everything you guys send us. So please, uh, if you're feeling uh, if you're feeling charitable, uh, send us some cards. Um, all right, awesome. So our first topic this week, Jerry, is our weekend legacy. And ooh, yeah. ooh, boy, howdy, Not- did we play some legacy this week? <laughs> Not the GP. I love everyone tuning in. It's like, oh, let's get some sweet GP action. <laughs> we will. Nope. We will we'll, we'll get to it. It's at it's at the bottom. We're of gonna the make list. you sit through our uh, <laughs> noob fest first. <Yeah. laughs> so we both got a chance to play legacy this week. I know, I know. I got out to play some paper legacy. Can you believe it? 
I don't. Yeah. I, I saw you there and I still actually didn't <laughs> think it was you. Yeah. I, and um, uh, just let the record show that I did see Aaron Gazaniga and I remember seeing him and I'm just saying, hi, Aaron. I saw <laughs> yeah. you. But then you disappeared. You just left. So maybe that's why I forgot that I saw him the previous time and like then completely forgot that I saw him. So uh, he just took off, man. I don't know why he doesn't, nah. doesn't want to hang around. Pat, I, I I think you need to get your memory checked because there has been multiple times where I've been like, hey, we got this sweet guest lined up. Uh, they're joining us. They're doing X, Y, and Z. They're a great member of the community. And then you're like, yeah, that's awesome. And then the next day, you just come to me and you're just like, hey, so I scheduled someone else for the fuck. I'm like, what? <laughs> we were just talking about this. Listen, listen. I have no excuses. I just have a bad memory. All right. I played too many years uh, of football. Too, uh, yeah, all that all those head collisions. Yeah, all those head collisions. <laughs> so Jerry, uh so we went up to Gaming Etc., uh my favorite local game store. And uh what did you play up there, Jerry? I played a spicy brew by my friend Dan Holland. Um he's been on the cast a couple of times. Um he was running a he ran a kind of red black prison list a while ago, and this is kind of the next evolution of it. Um, and it's making full use of the new Karn, uh, which is a house, Pat. Man, that oh card did. I, I only got to catch a, like a little bit of your match, but that card did work. Does so much work. Also, I love just playing them on turn one off of like an ancient tomb, a Mox Diamond, and like a Simeon Spirit Guide. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was amazing. Um, so. What the deck is is four Karn uh, and four Duretti, the red black uh, artifact planeswalker. <laughs> oh like, yeah, like, that's a card. <laughs> it is a card. It's like plus one, make a one one artifact with defender. Uh, it's minus two is sacrifice an artifact, destroy target artifact or creature, which is super relevant. That's a really good ability. And then it's minus six is make three copies of an artifact that's in your graveyard or library. So. Um, Duretti is kind of like an engine that just like pumps out, uh, like artifact counts. Mm-hmm. And also it can just do some real like targeted removal if you just really need to kill something. Um, and then it's also running for lock pieces, uh, for, bri- uh, ensnaring bridge, uh, for, uh, blood moon for chalice of the void. So it's got like this really dense prison package and then it wins the game with, uh, Duretti, Karn, and walking ballista mm-hmm. uh, as the other win condition, uh, because sometimes you know when you get you sit under the uh, ensnaring bridge to protect yourself, uh, but you still need to win a ga- way uh, a way to win the game because uh, you know Karn's artifact creatures can't really attack through it because man does Karn put out some big guys like turn three I was putting out like five fives and six sixes mm-hmm. with Karn it w- it was insane. Um, but the deck also has a lot of ways to get rid of its own ensnaring bridges. So what you can do is you just like build up this massive army of huge artifact tokens, sit behind a bridge. And then as soon as you have enough to just kill your opponent in one go, you just nuke your own bridge with Duretti's ability, uh, or there, the deck runs trading posts. So you can just sack the ensnaring bridge. Um, there's, there's a bunch of ways to get rid of your own stuff. And then you just like swing in for lethal. Um, that is if, of course, if you haven't already killed them by just, you know, walking ballista them to death, like the deck is just value engine and it's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, unfortunately round one though, I played against Zach, our friend Zach Targon with the mono red prison deck and 
<laughs> if there is a nightmare matchup for the deck, it is that. <laughs> Does he do the prison thing just way better than you? Well, yeah, it's like none of your prison things are that useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, in the, that match, like your ensnaring bridges are dead, your blood moons are dead, your chalice of the voids are dead. Like they just don't, they don't really do anything. And the difference is, is like while Dan's deck, the red black deck, has this like sweet value engine. Right. Zach's deck is just like ping you for two, ping you for two, ping you for two. <laughs> So it's just like he wins the race. <laughs> and uh, Zach is also a much better prison player than me. So he just outplayed me like crazy. Like we both had Karns out um, and we were we were racing and I like did the combat math. I'm like, OK, swing in for lethal on the car. And he goes, OK, block your token dies. I'm like what? And I realized it's because he's he was running the artifact lands and I wasn't. So his creature was one power and toughness more than mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Zach, uh, Zach definitely outplayed me in that matchup, but it's also just not a very good matchup in general, just cause his, his deck just goes to the face faster. Um, after that I played against, uh, I forget, but I know I lost. <laughs> it, well, man, now I can't, I can't believe I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh, it was dead red, white death and taxes. Um, that one I lost because I just couldn't get a ensnaring bridge to save my life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, for the longest time holding off his, uh, batter skull by like sacking an artifact to Doretti to kill the batter skull. So he he would have to bounce it to his hand just to buy me, you know, a crack back and doing all sorts of like flicker wisps, uh, tricks, uh, and just trading back and forth and removal. And eventually he just built up an army that I couldn't deal with. Um, so Kind of overwhelmed me. I think I it's definitely a favorable matchup. If I had just drawn better, I had some really rough uh, draw uh, the, making my land drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, which with that deck, because it's a deck entirely of three and four drops, is a pretty big tr- problem. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, after that, I got the buy because nothing like a uh, round three buy in a four round tournament. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> And then round four, I ended up beating uh, Death's Shadow. Um, right. Which, I saw him playing next to me uh, in the last round. Yeah. So he was he was playing Death's Shadow uh, like game one. He just goes like Gataxian Probe, Gataxian Probe, Gataxian Probe, Street Wraith, Fetch Free, uh, Shock Lands, uh, Death Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> and he was on the play and I was like, yep, that's cool. And I just couldn't kill it in time. <laughs> That'll do um, it. That'll do it. <laughs> um, and then game two, I ended up uh, winning because he made a uh, misplay. Um, what I forget what it was, but it was it basically was the only reason why I won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then game three, the abyss does work. I got a turn a turn two abyss, and he just couldn't keep up with it. Sick. <laughs> I, uh, I, I I've I've played at, like maybe actually i think actual zero games against death shadow so how often is the abyss just taking out all their all their creatures well that's the thing is like they like it's a it's a tempo deck so they have their creatures but it's it's usually like four death shadow four delver of secrets Mm -hmm. and like i've probably already killed a delver or two with like collected brutality or a Doretti on a death shadow so like the creature density just isn't really there mm-hmm. and he he just even if he could draw multiple creatures that only buys him a turn with one creature it's not enough to actually kill me gotcha so like if you get an abyss out and they have no creatures in play it's you a- are very favored to win that game yeah cuz they have to deploy <laughs> essentially two creatures a turn just to get ahead of it and keep and keep it up exactly exactly right. so 
yeah, I was able to win that way on the back of the abyss. Um, the deck is super fun. I do de- think it can win games. I just think it needs a lot of tuning. This was kind of our first attempt on, with the deck uh, with the Karns in it. So it was more just an experiment to see how good Karn is. Turns out Karn was an all-star. Even in the games, like the games I lost were because I either didn't get a Karn out or I got a Karn out too late. Like pretty much any game where I got a a Karn uh, fairly, like turn two or three, which is easy to do in the deck, uh, I was able to just like take over the game so hard. It was great. I loved playing with Karn. Nice. Yeah, it uh, it did work against me in in at least one game as well. So Karn's all over Legacy. Yep. Yeah. So Karn, I mean, Karn's pretty pushing $70 now. Jeez. I saw copies of it in the case for like a hundred bucks. I don't know if they were foil or whatever. Maybe they were just priced up because they knew they, they were on their way there, but I couldn't believe how much they were selling for. I know. Right. Well, I wish I, I only got one. I pre-ordered one at 25 just cause like, Oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should have been like Dan. Dan got his full play set. <laughs> I mean, four man, four colorless mana is not a lot, not to asking a whole lot. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it, I mean, we'll talk about it later. It even it won the GP. So <laughs> cards pretty good. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to that. Don't, everyone else is fast. Fast forwarding. No, one, no one's listening right now. Pat. <laughs> what? No one wants to hear how I went one two at FNM with Blue Red Delver. <laughs> you didn't even finish your fourth batch. <laughs> no, I got the buy round one. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go play Paper uh. Magic for the first time in months. <laughs> I never get out to play. And of course, I get the round one buy. So I just hang out. I talk to Michelle for a while, who's just super sweet. And uh, she, she owns the store and just has she has so many just fantastic magic stories. So and there's never a dull moment around her for sure. Um True. And then round one, I get paired against Turbo Depths. And so I actually, I actually almost just signed the slip over to him because that match is nigh unwinnable for, for Delver decks. It, they're just, especially really? blue. Yeah, especially blue red. They are just too fast. Uh, yeah. They have too much redundancy. L- literally the only card I have in my deck that matters in game one is my one of copy of Vapor Snag, um, which he just let me play and then just re- reassemble the combo in the next turn. Um, and then game two, I I literally uh, what, like had the vapor snag in the second turn. I think I was able to brainstorm into it, and then I had to force of will pitch brainstorm, force of will pitch ponder, and back to back turns to protect the vapor snag. And then eventually, uh, vapor snagged with no you know permission backup, um, and he was able to crop rotate into Sajiri step, and and that was it for me. Right, so um, there were it was over very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um but I'm, I'm just aware I'm surprised. of surprised. Yeah, you I, I I thought like your burn hands could keep up with no, it. Like it's you, like no? no, it's honestly that they they are so fast that it just makes it like no. I, honestly, I you can ask Tom. I've talked to Tom Hep about it quite a bit and he's like, "Yeah, he's like that that is like a 90-10 matchup for us." It's it's very very Damn. favorite. Yeah, it's very very favorite in the, for them. So um, it doesn't mean that I don't I don't play it out, but honestly, I was close enough to just signing the slip and taking a second second buy. Um, and then round three, I played against our friend Nick uh, Nick Ferno, and he was playing um, a, a Thopter Sword deck. And uh, uh, game one, he took down game one. It was very very close. I had him to like two, but then he was able to combo off and just basically, any, you know, for each mana they have open. At the end of your turn, they're just going to gain that much life and make that many Thopter tokens, and he just killed me with Thopters. And then uh, game two, I was able to kill him pretty efficiently. I think he went for the Helm combo, and I just kept Helm off the board, and he wasn't able to get any other like real pieces. He also had to mulligan that game, so he didn't 
he had kind of had a rough hand. And then game three, we both mulliganed to five, and I missed my land drop on turn two, three, four, and five, I think. And he was playing lands but had nothing relevant. And it came down to I had lethal on board because I had I had brainstormed back a thunderous wrath on top of my deck. I had um, a fire blast in hand, and and then like. Uh, a Delver and two Swift Spears on board, so enough to kill him. He was at like thirteen, I think, and I, I think that's what it was. And I, but I did the math, and I had enough to kill him. And he just went off and was able to gain so much life that it didn't matter at that point. So I just scooped to him. Um, but that was my friend Nick. He's he's awesome. He's he's one of the first guys I met when I came back to playing Magic, and I met him down at uh, TJ's actually playing Standard down there. Um, and he was always super super nice to me, and um, it's just cool seeing him because he's been he's been playing Magic forever. He's got. He has like when when I first met him, he had he showed me his trade trade binder, and he's got like all the duel. You know, the first time I saw all these duels, and I realized how expensive they were. I couldn't believe someone had all those duels, and this is before I got a legacy. So it just shows you how 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 naive I was. But he just he so, had them from so his just, collection. Like, like opens a briefcase, and it's just full of money. That's exactly what I saw. <laughs> I just saw like dollar bills, dollar bills, dollar bills, dollar bills. So, uh, but no, he's uh, he's super cool, and he just plays. He likes to play kind of wacky decks. Um, he he can basically put together anything in legacy and he just plays he plays fun stuff that he really really enjoys so and it's always fun playing against him um and then my my last round i played against and i can't remember his name uh, unfortunately but he was a nice guy he was on enchantress and uh i want to say i beat him in two games it might have been three um but we were both in the one two bracket we were playing for nothing but pride um, and I, I beat him. I, I, and I can't remember if it was in two or three games, but it's just like the, the Enchantress Blue Red Delver matchup is fun because it's kind of like a race to how fast can they make spaghetti versus how fast can you light them on fire? Um, so that's, that's always a fun kind of game of chicken to play. Uh, I've had a lot of, a lot of fun games with, with Curtis playing that deck. So, um, but this, this kid was nice. We had, we had a good time playing and, uh, yeah, after that, we just kind of, we kind of wrapped it up and, uh, you and I got a chance to sit down with Michelle for a while and discuss some really exciting plans we have coming down in the, in the pipeline. But, uh, but yeah, I went, I went, uh, one, two, cause I don't count my buy as a win. I went one, two, had a really bad, bad outing. Um, but I feel like with blue red, I've been on quite a tear. The last like eighteen months, the 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 four tournaments I've gone to, I've done really well. Uh, have, have overperformed, I think, in my opinion. So, the the other shoe is bound to drop, as they say. So, I wasn't too upset about it. <laughs> You're just sh- shaking the rust off. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, again, I don't think I like. I actually don't think I made many misplays, other than like a very questionable keep versus Nick in game one. I probably should have mulliganed to five more aggressively. Um, cause I think I had to mulligan every game against him, but, uh, you know, that's just, that's just kind of the way that it is. Like, and also like I kept a very bad five in game three, but I think that you just don't mulligan to four. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I mean, it's rough going to that four. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Especially when you go to the four and the four is also terrible. Yes. It's like, I could have <laughs> just had an extra card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. I, again, like. Etsy is my favorite store to go play at. They're an hour away, and honestly, I would go there ten times out of ten because it's just uh, it's always good vibes there. But the Legacy crew was smaller than I expected on a Friday, so yeah. I mean, it was also like the first really nice Friday yeah. we've had. Yeah, and like, it's it Mother's Day weekend. People out. are doing stuff for yeah. that too. So I wasn't alarmed, yeah. but I was just like, oh, it's a little smaller crowd than I expected, but it was still nice. 
Yeah, I mean, this time of year, we always kind of start seeing uh, numbers drop from local events because, I mean, people just want to be outside on the weekends. Yep. They don't want to be in a card shop. Exactly. You know, they want to become translucent like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw your arms. I'm like, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's like rocking SPF 100 every time he leaves the house. I uh, know. I don't. I've actually don't wear sunscreen ever. I just never go into the sun, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty awesome that we uh talking about gaming, etc. Because we have we have some news, Pat. Right? Yeah, we do. We have some uh, some really exciting news. Actually, something we've kind of been kicking around for a while. People have asked us to do this, and we've sort of been like kind of waffling, like ah, you know. People have been wanting us to run a Leaving Legacy tournament. Essentially, um, we've heard like you know run run a run a win a mox tournament, run it at the local like your local uh, uh, Polish Americans club. Like it'll be great. And it's like I just didn't fe- ever feel like totally comfortable running that tournament because I, I have no tournament organization experience, and I want to make sure that. If we put something, if we put our names on something, it's going to be something that people want to go to and get something out of and have a really good time, right? Like I don't want to, I don't want to put the Leaving Legacy brand, you know, I don't want to put that name on something where, I don't know, we can't deliver a really great product for people who are participating in the tournament. Um, I mean, I, I was shooting for a Canadian American club with uh, two dollar uh, beers. You know, that... <laughs> well, I mean, in that case, you can just leave the cards at home and just hang out, right? right? Like... Did I ever tell you about that? <laughs> I went to a tournament down in uh, New York, and it was in like uh, Knights of Columbus or something like that. And they had the bar open, so it was just like hitting the bar in between rounds. Like people were going to like the draft tables with full beers. That is amazing. <laughs> That is amazing. Uh, it was one of the best tournaments I've ever been to to this day. Wow. <laughs> so wow. If we if we could do that, that would be sweet. But in the meantime, uh, Michelle from Gaming Etc. actually approached us uh, with an idea of doing a uh, kind of a co-tournament. Yeah, yeah. She wanted to see if we wanted to uh, basically just kind of like put our put our brand on there and, and, and help promote it for her and and kind of just be partners in this in this event. So, yeah, we're, we're doing the. Gaming, etc. prevents the Leaving Legacy 2K. Um, so we're starting out as a minimum 2K, 2K cash. Um, but I think when we talk about numbers, the chances of it, because we're going to obviously expand. One thing Michelle does really well with all our tournaments is um, she always like puts like, here's the minimum prize support. And then depending on the numbers who register that day, like she will up it so that like the amount of entry fees that are going in are basically what's getting paid out in cash. So uh, she does a really, really awesome job of like, giving back to the community and making sure that there's a, a great place for legacy players to play the, play the game at, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And the, the stores, the stores, fan- I've, I've talked about the store so many times in here, but it's fantastic. So do you want to tell them a little yeah. bit about the, about the 2k? Yeah, so uh, like Pat said, definitely is going to be a guaranteed 2K cash with sliding increase based on attendance, and I think we can we can hit 5K. Pat. I I think we we honestly can. Yeah, we were talking shop. numbers. I I can't see any reason why we won't hit the 5K limit. So the 5K payout. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, and also the, the, I think people don't even realize, even the locals don't realize just how big gaming etc. is. Yeah, um, the store. I think Michelle was saying the store can seat up to like four hundred people. It was it was something obscene like that. Yeah, like like open, getting near like SCG open numbers basically. Yeah, and the five K mark is less than half of that. Right. So if we only fill half the room, we'll hit the the five K. Um, but yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet. Uh, yeah, it's going to be competitive REL. Uh, we wanted to keep the cost low too, cause I know, uh, you know, entry fees creeping up. Um, it's getting rough to attend multiple events. So entry fee is only going to be uh, $40, uh, for the event for a cash, pr- uh, cash prize tournament. 
Uh, and yeah, we just want people to come out, uh, play. We're going to be streaming the entire thing. I was going to say, you know, okay, this is the Leaving Legacy event. I get it. And you don't want a couple of sharks in the sea with all you guppies. So don't, so fear Playing not. red, black, prison control. Fear not, fear not. You won't have to face the, uh, the wiles of Jerry, me, and Pat Uglo. We will be taking the event off. We will be streaming on scene. Um, we will actually have a, a little feature match area. That's one of the things we were doing on, on Friday was sort of planning out where can we have our little broadcast studio? Where can we set up the feature match area so that we don't have any issues with people hearing what the announcers are saying? So Jerry and I are going to try our first shot at uh, at color commentary slash play-by-play. I don't know who fills what role. I, I assume I'll be the color commentary or the, you know what I mean? Like, and you will do the, you, the actual like analysis. Um, but we'll have to we'll have to work on that. I feel I feel like we have a decent back and forth, but this will be very new for both of us. So I'm really excited for it. It's gonna it's gonna be sweet, Pat. I mean, as as Celso says, uh, I do nothing, so I think you're gonna handle it. I'm just gonna be the eye candy. <laughs> Jerry's the null rod of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's sweet. I mean, there's a uh, there's a side office with a uh, wiring to it, so we can even set up like an offsite broadcast studio. It's yeah. gonna be so official. Pat. It's gonna be super so official. official. Yeah, it's gonna be super <laughs> official. I'm really really excited. I'm gonna actually have to set up a Leaving Legacy Twitch page and get all the overlays. And we got man, we got a ton of work before June 30th, but we're working on it. Um, it's gonna be an awesome event. Um, and also like it's gaming, etc. Like honestly, if you haven't been to that store, it is one of the coolest stores I've been to. Um, uh, it's super clean, spacious, lots of parking. The bathrooms are really nice. Like they have a ton of great product there too. Like they have all, like you can buy like sixth edition boosters, which like every time I see them, I'm like, Oh, I gotta get a couple more of those because it just brings <laughs> back. So like that was the first set where I just bought a ton of boosters because I had a little bit of money in my pocket, uh, when I was a yeah. kid and oh, oh boy, oh boy. Does that bring back memories? Yeah, so I'm I'm pumped that we uh, we got this event site for it. Uh, you know, Michelle's a great uh, person, so I'm I'm really happy to be doing this with her. So I'm excited, Pat. This is gonna be fun. Oh, I'm super I'm super excited, and of course, like Jerry and I will have some shirts made, and we'll have some stickers will be given out. So uh, check it out; it's gonna be awesome. I'll put the link in the show notes, and uh, yeah, let us know if you're gonna attend. Make sure to uh, check out the Facebook page and let us know you're coming. And uh, yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah. So June 30th in Acton, Massachusetts. That's that's correct. And it's easy to get it <laughs> easy to get to off 495, so it's it's a great oh spot. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, can you tell us about all the diners along the way, Pat? Should we phone up <laughs> phone up Adrian <laughs> as a review of diners around, along the way? <laughs> listen, man, listen, it's important that you know where you're going to eat. It's important. <laughs> no, we're just going to go to Boston Market. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh my god, so story, Pat. So Last yesterday was Mother's Day. <laughs> Please tell yeah. me. All right. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean to mess up your flow. So I go over there for Mother's Day dinner. We're like, all right, we're going to go out to this fancy dinner. And my mom's always like so humble and never wants to make a fuss of anything. She's like, oh, you know, why? Why don't we just stay in? It's fine. We, we can order Boston Market. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> yeah. She is really underselling herself for Mother's Day. She must be a so, saint, man. She must be a freaking saint. Uh, so instead, instead, we took her to the Chateau. So nice. sorry. No Boston Market. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, let's see. I made my. I let my wife sleep in. I took care of the boys. Uh, I made her some homemade crepes in the morning with strawberries and blueberries, and uh, I, ha- I gave her all the gifts that they had the kids make for her. Gave her flowers and a card. Then I uh, went to my brother's for, and we had my mom over. 
we did Mother's Day for her, made a bunch of really good food and uh and hung out and and had a good time. So uh yeah, it was a it was a good Mother's Day, man. It was fun. I'm really glad you didn't subject your poor mother to Boston Market, man. <laughs> I, I the, the funniest thing I didn't even bring it up. Like she brought it up, That's... which made it just so perfect. It's <laughs> <laughs> too funny. Oh, the like poor no, woman. ma, we're not going to. <laughs> she Boston has no Market. idea the meme she just stepped into. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Oh boy. oh, boy. Well, we so uh, all right. So moving on, uh, our main topic this week, we actually had a GP uh, this past weekend. No, in Birmingham, sweet Birmingham, Is that Virginia, England. Oh, England. Nope. Uh, that would be Alabama if you're referring to the U.S. One. I don't. I, is there a Birmingham? You know what? Honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't even recognize the UK. So. You know, <laughs> like as a sovereign nation. Right. Right. I feel like we fought our war of independence oh, okay. that we don't have like honest Eddie. Every time I hear about the royal family, it like physically makes me upset because listen, man, we fought a war not to have to hear about these royals anymore. And it keeps getting jammed down my throat on Twitter. And I'm sick of it. I don't care about Meghan Merkel. I don't care who she is or who she's marrying. I don't care about the royal baby. I don't even know where to come at that, Pat. I <laughs> That's a lot of strong feelings, and I'm I'm I I understand that you feel that way, <laughs> Jerry. I am a man of many strong emotions. None of I them right. Tell. None of them right. All of them misdirected, <laughs> but they are strong. Uh, so, uh, uh, Miss Merkel was not at the GP. However, allegedly there were <laughs> allegedly there were twelve hundred people at this uh, legacy. Is GP, that how many people is... were in the main event? Yeah, Hot damn! I know that the concur like the uh, viewership topped nine hundred thousand for Legacy, which is yeah, which is you so know not have... it's not at once obviously, but that's I think it's viewers over the course of the event, so that is great. Yeah, well, I mean, most concurrently was fourteen thousand at a time, which is very good for magic Jeez. turnouts and very good for a Friday. By the way, yeah. It- Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Rich actually wrote an awesome article over on Hipsters uh, called uh, Legacy uh, Presents. It, I think it's Performs Its Value once again. Yeah. Let me I'm going to drop that in the show notes. so People can check it out if they haven't. Yeah, seen it yet. that was. Yeah. It had a bunch of facts and figures about uh, the GP and viewership and attendees and signs pointed to really strong numbers, yeah. which is great to see that uh, Legacy is alive and well in England. Look, for all the challenges that Legacy has, we, we don't have to talk about the reserve lift. We don't we don't have to talk about. You know, limited events, and it's, it's sometimes it can be really tough to get uh, to get tournaments going locally and all that stuff. Beyond all that, um, it just has a really, really great uh, number of players who are super, super passionate about the format, who come out in droves to support these events, to play in these events, and all the people who I've seen, uh, friends of a friend on Twitter, and and I've seen a couple hot takes and articles that are like, look. Like, win or lose on the weekend, everyone seemed to have a really good time playing Legacy. And our friend Chantel, who we had on last week, who was a fantastic guest, said the same thing. She had such a nice time playing Legacy. The nicest players come out to play that format, man. And I think I think it probably only gets better in Vintage, but I haven't played Vintage personally, so I can't speak to that. But <laughs> um, from playing Standard yeah. and Draft and playing Legacy, I can tell you that I will definitely spend my time playing this format over others. Yeah, and I think that actually show uh, you know shows up in the winner of the event, uh, Gary Campbell, which we'll get to. But 
Um, apparently, he's a pillar of the English uh, or the Scottish uh, community. Really? Um, so, I, yeah, apparently he I believe he owns a shop there from what I've been told secondhand. But like he single handedly kept the legacy scene alive in his uh, you know Scot- Scottish area because he had 12 legacy decks that he would just lend out to people to come play in the tournaments. Whoa, we're going to have like, to get it. I think we have to get him on the cast. Yeah, p- few people have uh, put us in touch, so uh, he's you know off time zone. So, uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk to him, see if we can uh, find a time that he can come on. Because uh, yeah, he sounds like a, just a great guy. But yeah, kept kept the scene going alive. So if you actually watch the top eight when he won, he had a huge. I group saw of people that picture. That is on. awesome. That I mean, look, man, that is the epitome of legacy right there. I loved seeing that picture. That's great. Yeah. So apparently, so yeah, I guess uh, you know it just couldn't happen to a better guy to win the event. So that's that is that is sweet. And he was playing mono red prison. So I I have the top sixteen yeah. deck list here. I'd like to kind of go through though, maybe from from sixteenth to number one. Um, but I did a quick breakdown just of what we saw in the top sixteen. We had uh, one mono red prison deck which took down the tournament. Uh, six Grixis Delver. So a significant concentration of Grixis Delver. But I don't. I, is that in the top sixteen? That's correct. Six Grixis Delver. Three check pile. One Sneak and Show, one Food Chain, one Turbo Depths, one Four Color Leovold, one Dredge, and one Steel Stompy. Uh, and importantly, Steel Stompy and Mono Red, which are decks that you would be like, oh yeah, they top 16, that's cool. Both in top 8. Uh, both of them top 4 <laughs> Top 4 yeah. yeah. With Mono Red winning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... I imagine Mono Red is a nightmare matchup for Grixis Delver, so I think Gary was probably excited oh, to yeah. see the top 16 and seeing a bunch of decks that he can just eat up. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's what he said in uh, the interview. Um, he said his deck is designed to beat Grixis Delver, yep. and he said, like, almost all 15 matches were Delver Jeez. decks. So he just, like, cruised through the tournament, which... I'm going to just say, you know, kind of speaks volumes to Grixis Delver. It's like you got six six Grixis Delver in the top 16, and then the deck winning the tournament is the deck designed to just eat Grixis Delver. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so apparently he just, like, surfed surfed his way to, to top eight on just the backs of uh, Delver players. <laughs> the backs so. of broken Delver wings. I like <laughs> yeah. it. Ple- Gary Gary doing the Lord's work and just clearing <laughs> clearing the riffraff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like to see that. I also like to see uh, the Turbo Depths in the top sixteen. Uh, we were talking about that a little bit in the uh, earlier. How Turbo Depths for for I'm Delver surpri- decks is difficult. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't actually see more Turbo Depths. A lot of you know, kind of legacy personalities have been mentioning the uh, you know up and comingness of Turbo Depths. How it's it's uh, kind of well positioned. So right. I'm a little bit surprised we didn't see more of them. Yeah, I think. Well, did did we get a breakdown of the um, of the whole event, like the all the decks, or at least the day two decks? Let me see if we can find anything uh, here. Yeah, I don't know. Well, continue, continue talking about the top eight, the top sixteen, and I will see if I can find something here on that. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I do want to talk about one of the Grixis Delver lists in the top eight was just straight from Spice Town. Uh, it was uh, Peter Vanderham's list. This list is crazy. <laughs> this so uh, this is a top eight Grixis Delver list. Uh, it's got four Deathrite Shaman, four Delver of Secrets, two Young Pyromancer, a True Name Nemesis, and a Gurmag. Three Gurmag. Uh, Gurm- that's fair. Yeah, that's that's very. Oh stock. yeah, sorry, sorry. Three 
three girl, yeah. three girl mag. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Um, it's a little. Ooh, so, I, okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Right <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little off. I mean, usually it's like three young pyromancer, two true name, and like one or two girl mag. So he's playing with the creature numbers a little bit, but other than that, it's it's pretty normal. Uh, we got the four brainstorm, four gataxian probe, four lightning bolt, four ponder. That's pretty stash uh, stock. Um, four days for force will as well. He's running a single cabal therapy main, which we've seen the Grixis Delver uh, players start to adopt in the recent meta, just having some access to this card turn one. But then he just spices it up even beyond that <laughs> and plays a uh, wild slash in the fort bolt part. Ooh. So the way, so the way wild slash works is one red for an instant ferocious if you control a creature with power four greater damage can't be prevented this turn wild slash deals two damage to target creature or player so at first you're like this is just a bad like what it's is it just shock why <laughs> why is he running this <laughs> like this makes no sense like i guess i guess you can get it on like a uh like a mother of runes or something but the way it works is it's for the mirror match you uh you swing in with a germag germag has uh five power uh, your opponent, you know, will bl- jump, will block with a true name nemesis because that's a pretty common play in the uh, the Grixis Delver mirrors. Mm-hmm. You just end up having like Gurmags and true names sitting across the field from each other, staring at each other. Um, so the true name nemesis will just block the Gurmag to block the damage, and you'll like if you're you'll like get in there with like a fake out on something else, uh, like maybe some like young pyromancer tokens just to get some points of damage mm-hmm. in. But then you just wild slash him. <laughs> True name's protection, um, it can't be is affected by it. So true name basically loses protection Whoa, uh, for that. Is that turn. how that works? And then the Gurmag Angler eats the true name. Is that how that works? That's wait, how it was explained to me. Wait, wait, wait. No, wouldn't Wild Slash kill the Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, are you sure that's how that I'm... works? Yeah. All right. Pause. Pause here. We'll pause. No, it. no, no. Oh, we're not going to pause it. We're going to. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. We'll be right back. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you get them to block. The Gurmag Angler with true name, Wild Slash him. Now it's just a oh, three one. Damage can't five be. Five. Oh, I missed that clause. I th- I actually thought I said da- uh you can't this can't be countered. Oh, damage can't be prevented this turn. So you can target anything with the wild slash. Right. You target oh, their face with wild slash. You interesting. Just shock them. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, even if even if they well. So if they block with, say, um, a young pyromancer, if it blo- blocks a young pyromancer token, the pyromancer token still eats eats the uh, or trades with the uh, the true name, right? Right. Interesting. Wow. Okay. I I didn't know about the second part of that ferocious clause, like the actual like <laughs> the purpose of that. Um, that is fascinating. Huh. I mean, it's a one of right. Yeah, it's in the fork bolt slot. Right. And I mean, that's the thing is it's still a shock. Like at its worst, it's still a shock where you could just kill uh, almost any yeah. creature, flip you know, Del- besides the fatties. Kill, flip Delver, like. Delver's Young Pyromancer, yeah. Deathrite Shaman. It's got a lot of Hall use Del- in the matchup, in like the, in the mirror match. 
Right. So I mean, it's just a it's just a remove. It's a slightly worse lightning bolt that has an upside of being able to kill the, true. Yeah, like the most difficult thing to answer from your opponent. Yeah. So it, it's very cheeky. It's very cute. But talking to a lot of Grixis players, a lot of them are unsold. Like it kind of feels like you have to jump through a lot of hoops in order to get that to pay off. Right. Because. You know, sometimes you do just want that to be a forked bolt instead, right. like kill two one ones for the value. Um, so it's kind of about like, you know, putting your priorities in perspective. You know, do you want to tr- potentially get a two for one with forked bolt uh, or do you want to try and like be able to g- g- get you on people with true name nemesis? Gotcha. Interesting. That is pretty sweet tech um, right there. Yeah. I mean, it also works with things like uh, Mother of Ruin, yeah. so that can uh, I mean, it doesn't. So. You still have to, the way it works is because it still has protection, so you can't target the things with Wild Slash. Right. That still doesn't work because if you give it protection, the spell's countered. What you have to do is target something else like the other player's face. Right. That means damage can't be prevented, so, you know, True Name and Mother of Ruins, you know, become much less useful. Yeah, that is very sweet. That is very sweet. Um, moving on, uh, one <laughs> one concession, and I wonder if, if I'm off on this, but he's including... Wait, you didn't even get to the... Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna skip over his spiciest. No, part. <laughs> no. He's playing a one of bitter blossom, and I wonder if yeah. this is a concession to all of the um, bug depth of uh, the like the the turbo depths decks that are around. Because I can't imagine that. I mean, I guess like they can uh, they can propagate for Sajiri step. Yeah, it's not very good again. Well, also keep in mind, even if you, this is in your opening hand and you make both land drops. You're not getting a fairy token until your third turn. That's true. A lot of times, yeah. turbo depths can just kill you. I don't think this is for tur- turbo depths at all. This is just a it's it pumps out creatures mm-hmm. like it just in the grindy matchups in the mirror. So I mean, he's he replaced a young pyromancer with it. That's why he's only running two young pyromancer. Right. He's switching out a young pyromancer for a bitter blossom, where young pyromancer can be more explosive if you have uh, you know this handful of spells. Whereas Bitter Blossom is a much better top deck because even if you don't draw anything for the rest of the game, you're still going to be pumping out 1-1 flying creatures every turn. Um, so I, I think he was expecting a much grindier matchup. Um, I think also those Bitter Blossom tokens come uh, you know, come in handy uh, against uh, decks that, you know, some of the more prison decks uh, that are can really shut you off creatures. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it's just a recurring creature makes it very hard for you know, control decks and prison de- decks to answer hmm. it. Okay. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, the run of the Bitter Blossom main is, is super interesting. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right, awesome. Uh, let's see what else was in the top 16 here that was that kind of piqued our interest. Um, let me go back, back, back. I mean, our, our friend Steel Stompy. Uh, <laughs> is, this the, is this similar to the deck that we played? It is. It's very similar to the deck we played. Yeah, this looks actually maybe it's the same. Uh, it is the same. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's basically the same list that we played on stream a little yeah, while I'm ago. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of this deck. Uh, oh, the difference. It switched out the Sword of Fire and Ice for Umizawa's Jite, yeah. like we wanted to. <laughs> That's the change. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, uh, Jite is just nice because it gives you removal in a deck that I feel like even though you're playing Walking Ballista still needs some removal there. Well, with Sword of Fire and Ice, it was just the cost. Right. Like, three mana for the Sword of Fire and Ice is sometimes actually hard for this deck, despite it having so many soul lands. Mm-hmm. Like, you're really susceptible to wastelands. So we were having a struggle casting Sword of Fire and Ice. Plus, when you factor in things like uh, Thorn of Amethyst, that just makes it that much more expensive. Right, right. So, yeah, we, many times we had it in our hand and could not cast it. Yeah, so... 
having the uh, Jitte just be a bit cheaper was really helpful. But yeah, so it's four Walking Ballista, four Arcbound Ravager, three Phyrexian Revoker, four Steel Overseer, four Vault Scourge, two Etch Champion, uh, two Lodestone Golem, one Phyrexian Metamorph, four Chalice of the Void, uh, three Lotus Petal, three Mox Opal, four Thorn of Amethyst, and a Jitte. And then for the mana base, four Ancient Tomb, four City of Traders, two Darksteel Citadel, two Inventor's Fair, a Caracas, four Mishra's Factory, and four Wastelands. Um, Dagger Suite, I actually saw it, uh, see some play uh, during coverage. And it was uh, it was it was a sweet deck. I mean, I think in this gr- very Grixis heavy matchup, like the mono red prison deck that took down the event, you know, if you just get paired against a lot of Delver matchups and you just get those turn one chalice the voids, you can just cruise your way through the tournament. Yeah. Um, but we also see interesting two Karn in the sideboard. I was actually surprised he's not running at main deck, but he did sneak it into the sideboard there. Yeah, uh, the Karns, are, man, I think we're going to see a lot of that in Legacy. It seems good. I do, <laughs> It seems good. I mean, he just keeps just keeps ticking up and up and up. I mean, the problem is there isn't really a lot of homes for Karn. Like, we're seeing him in the Steel Stompy list and the Mono Red Prison list, and that's all we've really seen it so far. It It's going to be interesting to see if he kind of makes his way into the sideboards of other decks just because he's colorless that maybe don't have as much synergy with him. Right. Because, like, with Karn, <laughs> you know, you minus two Karn, and you make a massive creature with this deck. Like, pretty much your entire deck is an artifact, <laughs> which is why I'm surprised Karn wasn't in the main. Uh, but maybe he was just afraid of, you know, him not being as useful. So, <laughs> yeah, Karn, Karn is uh, insane in this deck. <laughs> Uh, what else do we got in top eight? I mean, we got the three, the two other Grixis Delver, which is pretty stock. Oh, yeah. We saw Dredge in the top I was going to say, yeah, Dredge running Breakthrough. Three yeah, well, breakthrough. also, uh, also running Firestorm in the sideboard. So running, uh, three Firestorm, uh, which, where'd it go? Oh, is he running at main? No, three in the oh, sideboard. I'm... Uh, Firestorm is, is a red for a red instant. Uh, choosing to discard X cards, Firestorm deals X damage to each each of X target creatures and or players. Right. So I saw this on stream and I actually just put a play set of them in my shopping cart and ordered it as soon as I saw this because um, Firestorm just got got some insane plays with this. Yeah, deck. Weatherlight, re- um, Weatherlight card. Yeah. So, I mean, just discarding dredgers is, you know, a benefit already. And then this format is full of just one toughness creatures. Mm-hmm. Like this thing just mows down creatures. Um, so yeah, uh, it was, it was really nice seeing uh, dredge. It definitely looks like, uh, people are skimping on their graveyard hate. Uh, we've talked about it before on previous episodes. Uh, you know, people just are relying too heavily on their death, right? Shamans and their surgical extractions, mm-hmm. which are good, but against a deck like dredge that can just dump its entire deck into its graveyard, um, you know, sometimes those are too little too late. Like I was watching the match with dredge on coverage and it was playing against uh Grixis Delver and the Grixis Delver player like played death, right? Shaman. And by the time death, right? Shaman untapped from some, from having summoning sickness, the turn before there was already five dredgers in the graveyard. Right. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> nothing I can do about that. <laughs> Man, this card is more expensive than I expected. I mean, it is a rare, so it's on the, it's on the reserve list. Firestorm is like, yeah. are like around five, six bucks on TCG player. Yeah, for like the played copies. Right, yeah. So worth picking up if you're a dredge player, I think. 73 yeah. total listings. 
So not many on TCG. Sorry, we not didn't we many. didn't become a, uh, a a finance podcast, but <laughs> bye bye bye. Um, moving on though from Dredge, I actually really liked the uh, Grixis Kess uh, list. The it's classified as Checkpile Grixis Kess. So um, this is sweet. Uh, so four Deathrite Shaman, four Baleful Strix, three Snapcaster Mage, two Kess Dissident Mage. <laughs> which I'm just gonna read it because I don't think many people are that exposed to it. But it's one blue, black, and a red for a flying 3-4. During each of your turns, you may cast an instant or... Uh, oh, my computer just decided to do a uh, update. Nope, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do that. Just thanks, thanks Windows. <laughs> just covering my screen. Uh, during each of your turns, you may cast an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. If a card that goes cast this way, may put it in your graveyard, just exile it instead. Um, this thing just gets super value. Like being able to just give any card in your uh, graveyard flashback every turn just stacks on stacks. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you thought Snapcaster Mage Colagon's command was bad, like <laughs> <laughs> wait until you're under a Kess. Um, interestingly enough, though, the player on camera, uh, Jonas Anderson, who was playing it, actually had the actual Kess in his deck. Did not have the proxy. Really, uh, Kess has been yeah. Kess has been famous as being unplayable because the foiling process warps it so much. So, I have a couple. Of those. I guess he found like <laughs> he found like the rare Kess that isn't warped beyond belief. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just I really liked this check pile list. Um, also, running a search for Ascanta in it, which is interesting. I haven't seen. Uh, any of the Grixis check pile, you know, this kind of style control list mm. running search for Ascanti yet. So I thought that was super yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, check pile living up to its name. Just a pile of cards. Just a pile of cool <laughs> cards. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll sleeve this up because this does seem like a ton oh, of man. fun. Like, I just want to. It just seems. want to get a Kessie Yeah, play. it just seems so. Ugh, so inconsistent, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, but it can, does just inconsistent things forever. Just like imagine having consistent a consistent player be consistency. Like, yeah, just like just like oh man, yeah. Here's a hymn to Torak from my graveyard. Here's the thought seas. Here's a brainstorm. <laughs> All the value. Right. Right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyways, anything else uh, interesting in the top eight? Uh, not much. I mean. Uh... I don't know enough about like what food chain runs. Um, let's see. There wasn't anything here that look. really kind of blew my mind. Uh, walking ballista win from food yeah, chain. That's, that's pretty. That's normal. very. That's very normal. Um, sideboard looks pretty. Yeah, that's a pretty <sighs> meh. That's a pretty. That's pretty stock food yeah. chain. Um, Nothing too spicy. And then we have turbo depths, which is this looks like the. Just the straight up black green turbo depths here, um, and again yeah. nothing. Ooh, the uh, nothing too exciting there. Uh, uh, man, MTG Goldfish is messing with my head because on the top sixteen list, the deck is a different deck name than when you actually click on it. It changes deck names. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, four color Leovold becomes Stone Blade <laughs> when you what? click on it. So yeah, so this actually, I was uh, Tom Smiley was mentioning this earlier. Uh, the the Bant Stone Blade list. I don't know why they're calling it four color Leovolds. That does not tell you what this deck is. <laughs> Stone Blade is a much better definition because it is a Stoneforge Mystic 
deck. <laughs> right. Yeah. I actually didn't even look at. I didn't even open the list. I just wrote it as four color Leovold. But yeah, you just yeah four color Leovold. Like ah, oh, it's probably like some check pile. Right. Theory. That's what I assumed. Nope. No, this is playing. Yeah, this is playing Leovold. This is why interesting deck names are important. Stone people. Forge. Yeah. <laughs> and four yeah, so swords four death shares. Yeah, four swords of plowshares, <laughs> uh, jit and batter skull, no sword of fire and ice. Uh, yeah, just sweet, sweet uh, uh, bant deathblade. Yeah, bust. very nice. So that was cool seeing that in top yeah, sixteen. Very awesome. I know it's kind of fallen off a little bit, but I bet uh, Tom and uh, Ian are happy to see it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the sneaking show list was the cunning wish version. Uh, running impulse mm-hmm. and cunning wish and intuition. Uh, and I think that rounds out the top 16 there. I looked for more decks than the top top 16. I haven't braved down MTG Goldfish. I'm sorry, uh, rather MTG The Source. Um, but I might do that for the next episode and see kind of where that was at once they get all those decks compiled. <laughs> I just like, so I'm looking at the top played cards of the tournament. Listen, there and, and the 10... <laughs> It's literally Grixis Delver. Yeah. Well, like the top ten cards reads like a Grixis this Delver is the top, deck list. The top ten cards in the top sixteen, right? So it's gonna read like it's. Uh, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I guess it's of the top yeah. sixteen. Yeah, but that just says like at the top sixteen. Well, yeah, there's like number there one. Six, there were six Grixis decks, so of course it's gonna read like Grixis. Uh, I get Cabal Therapy is the tenth most played card. Like that should not be forty three percent of decks. That's not a big deal. Yeah, only in forty three percent of decks. Um, but <laughs> brainstorm number one, Force of Will number two, of course, as it should be in Legacy, uh, and then Deathrite, uh, Deathrite Death Shaman, Shaman. Only forty four copies in the 70, top sixteen. Seventy percent of decks ran Deathrite Shaman. Sixty eight point seven five. Jerry, get it right. All right, seventy percent of decks <laughs> ran Deathrite Shaman. That oh I mean, it was definitely like a. I, I still think that there are decks that can prey on Grixis Delver. I still believe. Well, yeah, clearly we saw it. That you know what the thirty percent is that didn't is the prison decks that won. Well, Blue Red Delver, I still feel like can very much prey on Grixis Delver too. I, 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 I think I think it's fine. I really do. Like if a, if a if a mid range deck is the best deck in the format, I think we're great. Personally, you mean a prison control deck? Oh, oh! I mean, you just mean like general? I thought you were talking about the champion. No, 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 no. I, I don't think mono red is the I best second leg. Like, is the best second format? I think it's. I I hope it because I hope mono red prison just eats all the Grixis Delver play. Everyone needs to go and order City of Traders and Ancient Tombs right now. Everyone start playing mono red prison. Kill all the Grixis Delver players and let us sneak and show players that roll in and stomp you. <laughs> it's the natural flow of life, you know. Just go with it, you know. So, so it, you'll 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 be bringing balance to at, the at gaming, etc. Uh, after Curtis thoroughly uh, just just pushed my dick in uh, in round two, he sat he sat down next to me. He was playing Zach, uh, who was on Mono Red Stompy, and I, I turned to Curtis and I said. May your may your non basics only tap for red mana. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't very happy with me. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Oh boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everyone should play mono red prison. You know, kick kick Crixus Delver. This is how the format shifts, people. Yeah. Do it for the good of the cause. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanos appreciates your sacrifice. <laughs> uh awesome um all right well jerry uh before we get out of here was there anything else you wanted to add 
Uh, no, I mean, that was it. I mean, I watched top eight. Uh, it was pretty exciting. Uh, just seeing everything go down. I actually saw it. It was in, uh, we did a little hangout in the, uh, the, the Patreon discord. Uh, so yeah, a bunch of us all hung out, watched top eight in there on Saturday afternoon. And, uh, it was just fun. Just kicking the shit, talking to people and just (laughs) watching people just make, uh, all these, you know, crazy plays in the top. Oh yeah. I was sadly, uh, I was sadly working, but, uh, but I'm glad everyone ever enjoyed. I'm going to go try to watch the video on demand and, and check out uh, the top eight there. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. We doing scoops? Yeah, man. Who are you scooping in the top eight this week? Uh, I want to scoop in all the sweet guys who hung out in uh, the Discord this week and watched top eight with me. It was a lot of fun. So hopefully we'll do some more of that uh, coming up soon when some more events with uh, coverage take place. Have a little hangout, talk about uh, the decks and stuff. Awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to scoop in, um, gaming, etc. man. Uh, I love that store. I'm really excited to, to run the tournament there in a few short weeks. I hope we get great turnout. Yep. I hope we turn it into a 5k. That would be really dope. Yeah. Well, hopefully. So if this goes well and, uh, we get a good turnout, uh, we want to turn this into a series. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I'll uh, make this a recurring event. So come, come hang out with us. Uh, you know, maybe we'll do like some spell slinging stuff there too. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be yeah, sweet. It'll be really, really great. So uh, shout out to Michelle and uh, everyone down at Etsy, uh, Nick and Zach and Curtis and, and you, Jerry, and everyone else, and Aaron, of course, <laughs> uh, for, for hanging out and really, really enjoying myself. And uh, and yeah, yeah, had a good time. Hell yeah. I got a 20-sided die, Pat. Oh, boy. Ready to do some jokes? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Ooh, number 20. Number 20. Oh, that's so far down. We so really need to, make this in, we need to make this into a D, uh, like a D6. I aced my perception check. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you guys haven't uh, haven't seen um, uh, or listened to, rather, our, our D&D playthrough podcast, uh, you can find it. Uh, I think it's at the Nat Ones on Twitter. And you can find us. We, we're the natural ones on Facebook as well. We have a, a fan page there. Uh, episode number one, Gerblin Shoes, comes out today. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. We've done episode zero. We've actually released it on this channel and then did it once again on the new channel. Um, and <laughs> if you listen on this channel, don't don't judge that. <laughs> the first, yeah, it was a very, it was again, it was like our very first uh, rough playthrough. This one sounds a lot better. And the, the audio gets even better for episode three and four. So. Um, I'm really excited for that. It's been a lot of fun, man. We've had a lot of fun with that with that show. All right. Kelton Beal. <laughs> oh, this one's actually pretty funny. A pirate walks into a bar with a ship's wheel strapped to the front of his pants. As he struggles to take a seat at the bar, the bartender remarks, Hey, man, that looks really uncomfortable. The pirate says to him, Arr, it drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that's a, a good, good clean like clean joke. I appreciate that. How is that clean? It's clean. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's clean. Oh, man. Well, that's good. Is this one of the first nights where we're going to settle for one, Pat? I mean, that was so good. I don't yeah, want to ruin it. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Um, all right. Uh, all right. So uh, we did jokes. We did scoops. Um, please, if you guys have a chance, uh, check out the... Um, the uh, the drive the Children's Organ Transplant Association for Wesley. Please check that out. Um, we'll have it in the show notes for sure. Um, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find Jerry 
at J-M-E-E-3-R-D. You can find me at Pat Eugle on Twitter. The stream is twitch.tv slash leaving a legacy. I, I renamed the channel. Uh, we can use that for streaming uh, when we stream our our event in Etsy. Um, so the new the new stream channel is going to be uh, twitch.com slash leaving a legacy. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Find us on Hipster of the Coast. Join the Facebook group. Email us, dickpics and deadpics, uh, leaving a legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. Anything else, Jerry, before we get out of here? Mm, I think that's it, Pat. You hit all the we high notes. We got all the high notes. We're playing a little jazz this week. Uh, and we'll catch you all next time. Come on down to